good. We done. I know we put this time on. Peace Kings. Peace Kings. Peace Kings. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. The role of athletics. Sports, yo. Sports in your life. Who's life? Everybody life. Mm. Well, even if you don't deal with sports, right? Because you got parents who maybe never did a sport. Kid gets involved. For mm. instance, like my parents yeah. growing up. Um, they never play sports? Your sports parents? here is very different, different than sports in Jamaica, okay. especially for the 70s when they were, well, they were, they were track stars, both oh. of them. Oh, yeah? Both of my parents are track stars. Oh, it all makes it sense. It all makes sense now, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, they when they got here, I think soccer was the first sport, organized sport I was put in. And um, and then after that, they were like, you know, just be a kid. Mm. They didn't really put me into anything else. But through the years, ended up getting into a variety of organized sports. And, yeah, they definitely affected by it. Mm. Um, because now they're going to games or yep. bringing oranges yeah <laughs> to, like deeper to, level participation than just being a spectator, spectator. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and and then you know it be, became the thing became a big thing for me mm. Mm. sports ended up opening all sorts of avenues so uh Bird. yeah don't it's not just the participant anymore sports is a a machine yeah it's a big machine an avenue in which we continue to I mean, a road we travel to to live to even the lives we live now, right? Definitely, most definitely. Yeah, I man. feel like we kind of skewed. I mean, my parents, same thing, Jamaica. You know what I'm saying? And mm. my mom, I don't know if she played sports. She might have played netball. Netball. Mm. Yeah, but my <laughs> dad definitely played soccer. He was a goalkeeper, mm. but he was nice. Yeah. At um. At uh, cricket, my dad was mm. nice at cricket. Mm. It's a different. So they played the world sports, not the American yeah. sports. Right, right. But my dad ran track as well. Mm-hmm. So you know he was just a all around athlete who had capabilities. Mm. Um, and so it was natural for me. I I just I was just always fast. Mm. And that was one of the things when I went to a new school. That's how you proved yourself. Yeah. You race yeah, somebody, yeah, race right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I was always fast, if not one, two, and then I was striving to be one. Mm-hmm. And it's you know when you start to play sports as you get older, you separate the A and the B teams. You know mm-hmm. who's on the A team. You yeah. know who's on the B team. Yeah. And you know we grew up all as athletes, and we we saw that progression, but mm-hmm. definitely opened up avenues. And you know it was just fun at first, mm-hmm. and you know fond memories of going down to the court. Yeah, and you know the quote I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on a just, day like today. Oh my god! And just pick, and just playing pickup all day, all day, all day. Because at that time the light would come on too. Yeah, we had yeah. lights that. Yeah, came I think on. you could play till all ten o'clock. And yeah, because the lights would go off. The light at would 10. go off at ten. Yeah, man. And we were just out there from you know I want to say morning. Nobody was waking up early <laughs> to go play ball, but you know we got out there maybe one two o'clock. And play yep. for the whole day. Yep. You know what I'm saying? We had the dude across the street who we drank the water out of his hose. Yo, his that? water bill oh, had to man. be crazy. His water was so fresh and crisp. He would let anybody. Yo, y'all yeah. just come over and yeah. put the water hose. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know if his parents okay that, but he gave us the okay. <laughs> yeah, hey, by extension, I was good. I tell you what, though, from what I know now, mm-hmm. like I, I filled up the pool with the water hose. This is it's negligible. It's like yeah. twenty dollars. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, so they got you. You know. Yeah, yeah. I get. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Especially back then, it was yeah. probably cheaper. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it definitely played a intricate role in my life, integral role in my life. Mm. Um, you know, we talk about competitiveness and. And not only that, but good sportsmanship, learning how to lose gracefully mm. and figuring out how to win after that, what mm. you did wrong, you know, watching tape, basically. What did you do wrong? How could you improve? So just learning skills on how to improve upon uh, poor performance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a life skill. You know what I'm saying? That's not yeah. a sports skill. That's a life skill. Right, right, right. You know, there's so many more. Um, and we're going to get into it, but, you know, I don't want to. A lot yeah. of lessons. So yeah. So full disclosure, you know, we were all high school athletes and blessed enough to take that to the next level. Uh, all of us played college sports, and you know, y'all even went beyond college. Yeah, I played a little um, semi-pro ball. Yeah, yeah. Um, but college was not. I mean, it just wasn't college. We all played D one college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ball, yeah. you know, basketball. Yeah. Yep, for you, yep. well, yeah, and yeah. football for me and Drew. Yeah, yeah. And so it was not just sports, but competitive, yeah. highly competitive sports. Right, right, right. Um, and then you know whatever we dabbled in afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, man. So, so what would we say about the? I guess right now, right, we're we're in this thing that we're in this pandemic still, and sports has been shut down. But they're talking about opening it up. You know, they're having discussions about how they'll open up, whether it be the baseball season. I know there's talk about the NBA finishing up. How has life been without sports? You know, I know for me, like, where are we at? May, moving into June. Yeah, this would be like about to move into the NBA finals. Finals, yeah. You know what I mean? So the NBA playoffs, to me, is like just the highest level of basketball. Mm -hmm. And around this time, I'm always – because I think the playoffs start around Easter time, right? And they go all the way up until, like, June. Well, I mean, the March Madness deal kind of leads yeah. into all March of that. March Madness, right? right? So. Yeah. All that was really missing. Like yeah. Yeah. yeah, man. That that So that was, that's, that was a big void to fill. I don't know if it had been filled. Uh, but, you know, life has definitely been different in the sense that if I was going to be quarantined, <laughs> mm. I might have... You know, to have that available, but I, I guess there was no way to do that. But definitely feel the, the, the absence of sports um, and trying to figure out how to uh, keep yourself busy and occupied in other ways. Perhaps even using some of those skills that you mentioned that you used in, that you learned from sports yeah. and applying them right now uh, to kind of navigate and come up with creative ways Right. To patience. make it through. Yeah. Patience. Right. You know, perseverance. Yeah. Going through a hard time, but together with other people who are going through the same hard time, mm. you know, and coming out on the other end, better people for it. Mm. That kind of deal. Right. I think you learn those lessons. I mean, I was talking to a teammate, a former teammate, college football teammate, um, just a couple of weeks ago, and he's in a profession where there's a lot of adrenaline and split second second decisions that need to be made. Mm. And he can see how the whole uh, football training has geared him better 
for those situations because you can make those like when you're playing defense mm-hmm. on a field you don't know what play is coming at you so right. you have a set play but you have to react right and your reaction time dictates how successful you are in defending uh for that play mm. and it's a similar situation in his profession where his reaction time determines and he can be in life or death situations mm-hmm. and he sees that how how that is prepared it, it's it's stilled his mind in such a manner that he can make those quick decisions and not get caught up and stuck. You know, people freeze in those situations. Right, right. He doesn't freeze. He knows how, he can react. There's mm-hmm. no thought process for him anymore, you know? Mm. And so that's one, I think, for him at least, one of the uh, major advantages that came out of playing these high-level organized sports is that he's able to react uh, uh, nimbly. Mm-hmm. Uh, to split second decisions that he has to make. Right, right. Dope, dope. So let me ask y'all a question because y'all are the football players, man. And, you know, football is one of those controversial sports because of the level of violence that's involved in mm, it, right? Love it. Uh, mm. So they, you know, they've been talking, you know, for me, I've been hearing talk about making the game safer. Yeah. So there have been a lot of rule changes. Um, and I, I haven't. So I guess my question is to you, do you generally appreciate what the NFL is doing as far as trying to make it less violent, or do you think that cheats the game a little bit? It's a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. Uh, Football by nature is a violent sport. That's the whole point Mm -hmm. is to uh, try to destroy somebody, at least from a defensive perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, And you play the sport on the offensive side to avoid being destroyed and celebrating (laughs) in the end zone. Mm -hmm. So there's an implicit agreement that you have that there's a possibility that somebody's going to blow you up. Mm. Um, Blow you up meaning that that means hurt. That's a football. It's going to hit you hard. Hit you hard, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I know. I'm just making sure the audience Yeah, yeah, Yeah. yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there's an inherent violence in the sport that's required and expected. Mm. Now, you you talk about the latest movements that they've made to make the game safer. You have to question whether or not that's political mm-hmm. or if it's in the interest of the safety of the players mm-hmm. or if it's in the interest of preserving assets, meaning the players. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So you have the quarterbacks, basically you have the Brady rule now, right? Tom Brady is a quarterback. He got hit low. He had an ACL injury mm-hmm. uh, that, and he was the star quarterback. He just started winning right. a lot of his championships at the time. So they implemented what's unofficially known as the Brady rule, where you cannot hit a quarterback low when he's in a position to throw the ball, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that's kind of morphed a little bit more into you can't really hit the quarterback at all, really. Mm-hmm. You can't hit him high Damn. in the head. Uh, when he's in the throwing motion, right, right. you can barely hit him when he's running the ball, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so they're protect. I feel they're protecting their asset at that, and it takes away from the game because it makes it more offensive minded. Now, offense is the glory, right? That's mm-hmm. where you score and everything. And that in in any sport, really, that's where it is. I mean, we see it in basketball yeah. too, yeah, yeah. where defense is not as played, not played as well or as as the highest scorers. Or, as, as it is, I mean, yeah. back in, you know, when we grew up in the 90s, defense was a major part of the game. The yeah, best yeah. players yeah. played good defense. Yeah. Now you you don't, you know, I think it's coming back a little bit now, uh-huh. but I would say for a good 10, 15 years in basketball, there was really no defense being played. Yeah. Well, we, they definitely made, you know, remove hand check in. Yeah. 
things you hear it all the time. They would say things that are technical fouls or flagrant fouls or flagrant now, fouls now used yeah. to be regular fouls. Regular back fouls in or the not day. even fouls at all. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And baseball is the same thing. It's very offensive minded. You know, we had the home run kings. You know, three of them in a row. You know, yeah. and and they wanted to make it an offensive minded game, so they implement rules to it's it's political to me to implement rules to make it more exciting to attract more viewership yeah. and and that takes away for it, it good bad or indifferent for what it does for revenue mm-hmm. it takes away from the spirit of the game because it's it's putting uh, it's leaning on the game a little bit for it to go one way rather than go the other yeah yeah what's your thoughts on it drew how you feel about the the recent changes is it does it cheat the game or or what is it a good move, bad move, what? How you feel? I don't think they even think about it that way. I think they look at it as a pure money thing. Okay. Right? So is your your quarterback for for instance is usually one of your highest paid mm-hmm. players on the on the field. Mm. Yeah. So they're you know, all these owners I, I believe their investment is to protect I mean, I'm sorry, their impetus is to impress is to protect their investment. Right. And and yes, it does roll down as a lot of rules, which I would consider in the manner that I grew up in the game, that babies the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, things about the quarterback position that people accepted back in the day, stay in the pocket, make a good decision, make, make your throw, and yes, you might get wrecked. Mm-hmm. Is 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 an an old school approach now, okay. um, because of what we now know, mm-hmm. how dangerous those hits are considered, yeah. especially visually. But what I, what we also know now is that linemen take a brunt of these type of hits mm. consistently. You know, every day, every practice, the every slaps play. of the head, yeah. every every time, everything, yeah. and they don't get those same protection. All they 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 get what you know, maybe hands to the face if you push in on his mask. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You might bend his neck funny, but yeah. you know, as far as health, if they're really concerned about health, they do something uh, as far as how linemen are supposed to engage. And mm. I, I don't know what that would look like. Right. I don't know if it would even be football anymore. Yeah, it would be yeah. like a seven on seven. You wouldn't even have linemen like that blocking right. for I, quarterbacks anymore. I don't know. It would be a skilled position game, and that's it. Yeah, because if it's if it's really health you're concerned about, you got to look at everybody, not just wide receivers coming across the middle, not just quarterbacks taking hits below the knees, right. but. Mm. You know, what about these linebackers who are getting crack blocks, crack blocks and run? You know, they they make some adjustments for them. But is it the same level? Is it rules? Mm-hmm. You know, I think it, like you said, I think it is the investment in the position, the, right. the, the value of the position. Yeah. Quarterback is the leader of not only the offense, but the team. Yeah. Right. And, you know, without a good, smart quarterback who is a quick decision maker, your team is not going to go that far. There have been a few teams who've done well with serviceable quarterbacks, but right. rarely a team that went anywhere and did anything without a, a, a stellar quarterback. Right, right. And so, yeah, I can see the investment, but I agree with you. You know, everybody else, I played linebacker in college. I'm hitting every down, mm. you know, unless it's a pass play that didn't go my way, mm-hmm. I'm hitting 
every down. And I mean, those little hits over and over, time and time again, like you said, the offense and the defensive linemen do every play is what really accumulates into these is- issues. So if we're going uh, now and talking about injuries, then yeah, we have to. I remember it was the year after the Ravens won their most recent Super Bowl with Joe Flacco. Is that against the Giants? No, 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 no. It was after that. Oh. Um, I forget who they were playing, but it was Ray Lewis's last year when he won that Super Bowl. Yeah, I thought that was the Giants. That wasn't the Giants. That okay. was their first. That was the first Super Bowl with Ray Lewis. That was back in like I think two. Oh, Ray, he got two thousand one. Ray got two. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, yeah. cool. Shut and, up, Weldon. And <laughs> <laughs> stick to basketball. Yeah, Get stick to basketball. Yeah, yeah. Stick, stick to the NBA, brother. But I remember they. So, so the Forty Freak- ers was it the 49ers? Yeah, because uh, what's his name? Uh, Kaepernick was the quarterback, right, but he right. lost. Yes, I think it was the 49ers. You're exactly right. Speak so, up, Weldon. Yes, yes. You know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of the corner. <laughs> it's not only about basketball. <laughs> um, but then I remember Ed Reed, man, that first game, because they typically what they do is they play at least one or both of the Super Bowl teams that first game of the season, the next season. Mm. And I remember Ed Reed, man, he was just flying around and he was hitting people. I'm like, this got to stop. This is too violent. Mm. I and this is coming from somebody who loves that stuff. Yeah. I was I was realizing that this is not good for the people who are participating in it, even though they're st- you know making some money. It's not yeah. good for them physically, mm. you know. And so I understand now where they're coming from because they want to protect themselves not as players but as people. Yeah, they want to be able to enjoy life after football. I think the the average NFL career is like a year and a half. Oh wow! You don't even get a pension for a year and a half. It's got to be at least what three. So 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 I mean, imagine you come out. You you may not have many marketable skills coming out of college because if you played that level, you went to college to play football. Let's Mm -hmm. be honest. Mm -hmm. And then you peter out after a year. What happens after that? Right. Or you play for seven years, but now you can't walk. Right. You know wow. what I mean? So uh, Yeah, like Jim McMahon right now is struggling. I mean, he's not even seen in the public anymore. Yeah. Because mm. he doesn't do well in the public. Yeah. He doesn't even do well in sunlight, like bright lights. Wow. I had a fear for Brett Favre for a little while because he was doing interviews and he looked like he was seeing stars. Mm. And I was just like, it, he, he looks better now mm-hmm. than he did, I would say, in the five or so years after he retired. Okay. And uh, it was a little sc- – and, you know, he took a lot of hits because he, he was a running-type co- quarterback, yeah. and he took some hits. He took some chances, you know. Mm. So I had some fears that he was suffering from some of these ailments that a lot of these guys are going through now. Yeah. So so with that said, with y'all as football players who grew up loving the game, who played the game at a high level, uh, would y'all let your children play football? If they I, came to you and said, "Hey, I want to play football," would y'all let your children play football? This is this is this is my my take on it. I got I have two girls and then two boys. Um, the girls are less likely to come to me and say they want to play football. But if they want to be trendsetters, but if they want to be trendsetters, <laughs> my sister play football. I yep. got I have to take a look at it, and and I I encourage everybody out there take a look at the personal relationship that that kid has with the sport take a look at their ability and if you feel that you're unable to gauge what their ability might be in the sport get somebody who knows the sport to gauge whether your child should be involved in for instance a football or i know a lot of sports um are also 
worried about soccer, hockey, with, soccer, with headers, yeah. contact sports in yeah. general. Get somebody who's familiar with that sport. Mm. Because personally, I keep my kids away from football right now. Mm. I know, I know, I don't watch football anymore. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, except for certain occasions, mm-hmm. and for those occasions, I leave the house. Mm. I don't want football. I don't want my kids to see that I'm glorifying football mm-hmm. at all. Mm. If they find it on their own, then yes, I'll I'll have that conversation. I'll make that assessment, especially with my boys. Mm-hmm. But um, I am not going to push them into football at all. Uh, I feel like there's too many sports out there. There's too many avenues. Tennis. Doesn't even have to be sports. Golf. Um, there's <laughs> it doesn't even have to be sports as far as uh what those opportunities um can can give your your child as as far as exposing them to further down the road for the real world for instance i love football is why i got into it and then i became to the point where like i'm i'm gonna play pro this is what i'm gonna do Mm -hmm. that's how much i love this game right and then high school loved it college loved it but then there's a political side to it Mm -hmm. you know that I also saw my my college coach upon my graduation. Mm-hmm. I saw him afford other players opportunities overseas or meeting somebody, and I got very jaded by that. Mm-hmm. Extremely jaded by that. That no longer is it about what my ability is or mm-hmm. what I can do. Mm-hmm. Is that I have to now I have to brown nose this guy to get yeah. this opportunity I want, and that's not and that's not the reason I got into sports. Mm-hmm. You know. Sports is supposed to be that one um, pure meritocracy. That's all about what you can do. And, yeah. and then when I saw that that wasn't what that was, mm-hmm. I had to take a hard look at my relationship with sports mm. to the point now where any of these major organizations, sports wise, I love the Yankees. Uh, I love watching any level of football, but I can't really... I can't really mess with them like I used to think about them because yeah. my, my I feel like my eyes are open. I agree with you. I, I'm, I'm having a hard time. My love is college football. Mm-hmm. If I could only watch one sport for the rest of my life, which pretty much what I do is watch college football. Mm-hmm. But the NCAA is the worst organization in terms of college player rights. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. They infringe and capitalize so much upon these players without giving them their due yeah. that it makes it a moral conundrum for me to participate in watching the sport anymore as mm. much as I love it. It's hard yeah. to. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I, you know, you guys said something. Um, the the you You assume sports will be a meritocracy, right? Yeah. That you know the best players will get the time, and but you know for me, I really experience. I really wish my whole. I realized this in middle school that there's such things as favorites. Yeah. And people get yeah. pushed and get certain opportunities. You talking about middle school ball? I'm talking about. I, yeah. I mean, my I didn't play. I remember specifically in middle school yeah. basketball. There was. Yeah. A, I mean. I, I, I feel like every level that I played, though, yeah, whether it be middle school, high school, even in college, yeah. I felt like 
it wasn't about who was the best player. It was, and, and, and I think it's a microcosm of society, right? It's not what you know. It's who you know. Who you know. But it should. It, it the, the irony of it yeah, is it, it that shouldn't is the be one place that it shouldn't that be. it shouldn't be right. But it's still like, like for instance, the guy who gets the playing time hmm. is gonna, even if he's not the best, or she's not the best. They're going to become better because they're in that game time situation more right, often. Right. All this practice makes you better. Let me see you go hard and practice. Talk not about not yeah. And I'm not trying to deny the importance of practice, but practice will never be the game. I'm talking about a game. <laughs> talk practice. About practice. Right. But that's the line that was always pushed. But I, I mean, I, I'm one of the things I wish I was better at at uh, middle school and high school is I wish. My coaches, for some reason, I I never felt like even when I got out there that I played at my fullest potential. Like I always played the game that they wanted you to play. Not even that. Uh-huh. Scared to mess up because if I mess up, I like gonna they're gonna take me out, yeah. and I'm not gonna get like so I'm not cool. Stiff. Yeah, I'm not yeah. cool enough to get back in. Right. Whereas there were some folks who might have had that fear, like, hey, if I mess up, coach is gonna pull me. Yeah. But I'm gonna get back in. Coach gonna put me back in. Yeah. And I never felt like I was at that level with any coach I've ever had yeah. on any level. Yeah, that's, um, that's a shame. And I'm going to be straight up. I wish that when I played, I, I feel like if I would have had a coach that I, f- I never felt like I had a coach that would that gave me the freedom to mess up and be like, yo, you good. Yeah. Let's work past it. Yeah. Mm. And I've seen that be extended to folks who I know weren't better than me. Right. And I didn't really learn to like play like I didn't care until it was too late. Like I was playing like maybe 24, 25, like going to grad. I and mean, yeah. I would play pickup ball yeah, somewhere yeah, or yeah. join rec leagues. That's, just let it go. Yeah, you just like, who cares? Yeah. But in this situation, because I mean, I wanted to play college ball. Yeah. When I was in middle school, I wanted to play. Like I remember when I was in high school, I killed the tryouts. Like I was a freshman and they were like, yo, you should try out for the freshman team. I'm mm. like, nah, I'm playing JB. Mm. Matter of fact, I remember middle school. They were like, yo, seventh graders don't make this team, really. Mm. It's gonna be eighth graders. Mm. And I remember in the tryout, the coach was like, I'm only gonna pick like two seventh graders. Mm. And y'all might as well play. I don't know if there was like a modified ball or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah. But I never forget. I'm like I balled out in the tryout and I remember making it. And uh, there were some other uh, kids I was cool with. They were like, hey, yo, you made it. Boom. But once I got on the team, it was like, no, don't, Sean. Don't know. And don't make no mistake. Because yeah. I'm going to pull you. Yeah. Like, you may. And, oh, man, that ex- I had that experience all throughout. And I never really played free. And I think I went kind of far to never really feel like I played free. Yeah. But if I ever, oh, if I could have. The hindsight, the hi- yeah, 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 the hindsight yeah. to just, but I didn't understand the politics. Well, then. I mean, I, it's a power structure that yeah. is imposed on children. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You don't, from your perspective, when you're coming up and you're playing g- games as a child, mm-hmm. you know, in in these, uh, uh, you know, middle school or high school, you know, organized yeah. football, 
these coaches have a wild amount of power over yeah. these kids and the decisions that they make on playing time and all of that stuff. Yep. And the psyche, uh, how it affects the psyche of the kid who's playing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we don't know that as kids. We're just trying to do best by our teammates and our coach, yeah. thinking you, that they have the best, in, your best interests at heart, right. when that may not be the case. Not and the in case. fact, wasn't the case. Right. I tell you what, I, I found that out uh, in high school. It was my junior year. Um, I feel like I had always been an athlete on a team from previous years, any team that I was on, mm-hmm. that the coach would recognize I either worked hard mm. or that I had some sort of talent that was worth honing mm-hmm. and and would respect that sort of drive. And it was probably the first time that I was blatantly slapped in my face that it doesn't matter what type of athlete you are i have the 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 coach had his team in place mm. and that those are the guys he was going to pick yep. before we even did trials, trials. Yep. before we before we did um you know any shots any foul shots mm-hmm. any drills yeah. he knew his team yeah. he knew who he was going to pick yeah. and you know, if he was surprised by somebody, I don't know who that would have had to be. Yeah. You know, maybe Steph Curry or Michael Jordan showing right. up into the gym. Besides those exceptions, he was, he was going that way. And it it really took like it. It was hard to accept mm-hmm. as a as a, as a junior high school athlete, mm-hmm. probably because I had never met resistance before mm-hmm. and maybe even felt like I shouldn't have felt some resistance then mm. but the only pushback i could give was that i didn't care mm. that i'm that i'm done with you that man. was your only freedom right yeah. then I, you don't want me then i don't want you no. and yeah. it, and, and i think a lot of people in our school felt that way where they were gifted athletically they tried out for a team what mm-hmm. regardless you know whatever team they tried out for maybe didn't make the team and it made them feel dejected because they knew they had skill but they weren't like they didn't give the weren't given the validation that they had the skill to make the team, even though they may have been better than some of the players who did make the team. Yeah. And so that was the same reaction that they had is basically that I'm not going to care. Right. I'm not, I, I'm just going to do what I want. And it kind of you, you can see that they acted out in other areas of their life because of that, quote unquote, rejection from that team that they should have made that they didn't make. Yeah. You know? Yeah, man. It's uh yeah, that was crazy, man. Crazy times. But I think we all we were all able to move even beyond that. But just something like tryouts, mm. how nerve-wracking that was, mm. right? And, you know, when you get older, you recognize they knew who their team was, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Had kids staying up all the first <laughs> cut, second cut, yeah, third yeah, cut, yeah. all to be like, yeah, we knew. Because really what they were doing was to see, hey, like, one, we just got to make sure we don't miss somebody. Right. Somebody who's stellar. A stand out, yeah. And two, make sure the person we're going to pick is not worse than we think. Right, right. right? right. So right. They're, they're measuring two things. But, yeah, man, that was a, that's, that's a crazy. I, I, I played on an a AAU team, man. And the thing about my AAU team, I remember being in like, uh, what grade was I in? This had to be, maybe I was a sophomore or junior in high school. And, and my whole thing was, the the coach, the assistant coach was like a senior in high school or a freshman in college, like not yeah. much older than me. Yeah. And and they let him 
Yo, man, I don't even remember his whole name, but his first name was Pete, and I still want to see Pete somewhere walking down the street. Like it's yo, when I see you, Pete, (laughs) on sight, yo, you won't even know who I am. But what I remember is, I remember he was putting everybody in the game, and he skipped over me. Uh So I complained, like, "Yo, are you serious? This is an AAU game." I'm like, "Yo, for real." And he was like, what? Now, I'm looking back on it. I'm like 10th grade, and this guy's like a freshman in college, so the gap ain't that big right. for you to be, all, yeah, yeah. Like, to be all. Yeah, like to be all. He ain't got no experience. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And, you ain't, and you ain't even the head coach. For some reason, the head coach, you know, AAU sometimes gets fluid. The head coach couldn't make this tournament yeah, or whatever, yeah. so the assistant coach is going to coach this tournament. And it was one of them things. He made me run laps while the game is going on. And – that's a flex. Just a, just a, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's flex crazy, story. right? Yeah. And my, my, I'm like, yo, if I don't That's run these, yeah, if I don't run these laps, you're done. I'm not gonna play mm-hmm. at all mm-hmm. in this tournament. Mm-hmm. And it's a tournament. So I'm embarrassed. He has me run laps because I say, yo, for real? Like, you're not gonna play me? Right. Like, I can't get in now? He made me run until, but, Yo, I just know his name is Pete, man. Until the tournament was over? No, no, no. I mean, <laughs> no, I wish. Yeah, I, 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 See, there was two things you that I wish? think were a blessing. No, I was going to say I wish you would. Wish. The blessing <laughs> is, one, my mom wasn't at that game. Uh-huh. Because if my mom was at that game, she would have told me not to run. Yeah. She would have said, you're not playing in that game no more. And I'm just saying this. I, I agree with her now. Yeah. But at that time. You didn't have that perspective. Yeah, I was just trying yeah, to play. Trying yeah. to I just want to play. Yeah. She would have said, you're not going to. No, you're not running. She would have seen it for what it yeah, was. Yeah. You're not going to run. You're not going to do this in the game. It'd be different if it was a practice. Yeah. You're not going to do this in the game. Yeah. And when, he, when I got in the game later, the other team was like, yo, what you do that you. The guy was that was guarding me was like, yo, what did you do that you had to run <laughs> yeah. during the game? He, he was clowning you. Yeah. He was like, yo, what could you have done that bad? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, did yeah. you. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. I missed that whole thing. He made you run during the game? That's what I'm saying. It was a game. And he, he, wait, he wait, named you ran laps during the game? During the game. It was That's an AAU game. And, and, he, and I'm like, yo, because he was picking his five and he didn't pick me. I'm like, yo, what's up? Like, nah, I ain't been in. Nah, that wouldn't have And he was like, yo, what? I and he sat back down on that bench. Yeah, and said, "Yeah, oh, I wish." I walked out. That's I, I, I wish I had that perspective, yeah, but, yeah, I, but I understand. I understand. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. I love the game so much. I'm like, I'm trying to get like, in for me. I can, I'm yeah. trying to get in. I'm trying to make this a, a way to go to college. Yeah. Like, I want a ball. Right. And uh, but no, I'll never forget that. And I just know his first name is Pete. Like, yeah. I'm gonna do some digging, but I'm telling you, yeah. Lord is my. I, I know yeah. who I am, but it's on sight. Like I'm, 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 I'm approach him, and I know he probably don't look the Make same. Make him understand. Yeah, so. I gotta be like, yo, you, you, you know, I don't know if he's coaching at all or what now, but uh, yeah, that to me, like, like that, that was crazy, and just my my desire to want to play yeah. and to, you know, be on a team and play with the team. Like I humiliated, I felt like he humiliated me, but I didn't. I didn't look at it like that. Like I definitely was embarrassed running, yeah. but it's different when you're like looking back and like, yo, he intentionally humiliated me. Like, yeah. you could have saved that for practice. Yeah, definitely keep it in house. Yeah, you don't, let you me don't run expose and practice. somebody out right. like in the public like that. Yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't like I threw a ball at him. I just was right. like, yo, you're not gonna play me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh well, the worst is. 
now you're not gonna play at all. Yeah, like oh. now you sit and down at the end of the bench. Yeah, yeah, since you want to question me, but yeah. to have me run during the game, yeah. yo, I still get irked about that. Man, that's, and then the I can tell. I just can't wait to see him, and I'll probably never see him again. But <laughs> yeah. on site, wherever I'm at, kids, mm. get back in the car. Mm-mm. I'll be I'll be right back. Or stay out of it. <laughs> Witness this. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. yo, if, if Lord, if you ever give me the opportunity to see him, mm. I'm gonna definitely <laughs> address him. Jesus. Yeah, I'm <laughs> gonna ask him, yo, do you remember me? Mm. Yeah, remember this? Mm. No, I don't remember, but mm. I do. Sit down, let's talk about but, it. But I mean, it, it, we joke about it, but mm. you can see how those things affect yeah. you years after yeah. they happen. I mean, yeah. decades after it happened, yeah. right? Because it's been at least a decade yeah. and a half since it yeah. happened, yeah. and it still is fresh and, yeah, and, and salty in, in your mouth. Fresh in your mind, salty. Pause. Uh, so, whoa, 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 whoa <laughs> brother. <laughs> And it's more than a decade and a half because we had our 20-year anniversary. Right, right, right? right. This was in high school. Right, so imagine, you know, it, it, it's, it's it, Almost that's the power structure that we're talking yeah, about yeah. where it's not a full meritocracy, yeah. but it's like anything else. Those who have the power makes the decisions, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. And, you know, it's a crazy thing. But tell me, yeah. what is the what, what are some of the positive aspects that have come out of playing organized sports, basketball mainly for yeah. you, over the years what have you gained from that that has kind of uh, uh filtered or dripped into your regular life that you yeah. would say uh is an asset for you i just look at it like the 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 ability me i think just playing a team sport mm-hmm. helps me and has helped me have a greater appreciation for collectives over individuals mm-hmm. right like to see things in a communal sense in mm-hmm. a collective sense mm-hmm. uh, i think playing a team sport basketball was good but you know, I think also being an integral part of the team's success mm-hmm. also helped me recognize that within myself there are some qualities that even though I'm looking at things in a collective, there are some individual qualities that I have that are particular, that are unique to me, right. that can be a benefit to the collective. To others, and yeah. if I don't if I don't tap into those unique qualities that only I have, mm-hmm. right? that it's a detriment to the community. Mm. So it's my responsibility to highlight and accentuate the the unique qualities that I bring to the table or so, that I bring to the sport mm-hmm. for the overall collective. Not good. only are they not gonna gain, but they're gonna lose. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. if, if I don't if I don't carry my weight yeah. knowing that this is what I have that somebody else may not have, yeah. like if I don't bring that to the communal or the collective good, then the the whole collective suffers as well. Yeah. And I think that comes out of a sense of, you know, when I was in high school, and y'all know this, when we played basketball, when I played basketball in high school, I was one of the top players, but enough to know to say, hey, man, that if I don't at least contribute this, yeah. the team is not going to win. Right. Right. Even though even though we won a few. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. You know, if you, I know that if I don't bring this, which is a, a unique quality that I have, then the team is more apt, more apt to lose. Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, what about what? What did y'all get? What What did football do for y'all? I'm gonna I'm ask you first, Rashad. What What did football help you at specifically with that you still carry and you still, you know, kind of utilize in in your life right now? Well, I have to say the first thing that I got out of football, especially from a college level, is I got a family of brothers that came out of that whole situation that I know I can depend on mm. for anything that's necessary or needed in my life. Mm. Um, and that is probably the most positive thing that I got out of it is is a a set of relationships yeah. that I can depend upon hell or high water. Dope. Um, outside of that, it's everything that you said, the 
unique um, characteristics that I can bring to the game, not just physically, mm-hmm. but in a spirit, in a sense of spirit, and yeah. getting people uplifted and saying, hey, all right, we down, but this is what we can do. Let's go, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to develop that skill because that translates into other aspects of life where people yeah. need a little bit of upliftment, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I got um, uh, just the ability to work well with others, you know. Mm-hmm. Un- this is probably one of the top things for me is the ability to identify in others as well as myself mm-hmm. deficiencies. Mm-hmm. Because then I can see where I can, what I can work on yeah. to get better or what I can impart on somebody else and say, all right, I see that you are really good in this area, but, you know, uh, I had a coach that said, you know, that gave us what he called opportunity. Mm. Now that was punishment. That was running. Right. <laughs> yeah. it, but, but he couched it in a way that it was an opportunity to improve yourself. Yeah. Right. And so that, I take that with me in in my daily life. Mm. I don't say people are deficient. I say it's an area of opportunity. When Mm. I give reviews to some of my direct reports, I say areas of opportunity Mm. because everybody has the capacity to better themselves in the area where they may be deficient. So Mm. um, it allowed me to kind of recognize and flip a negative aspect into a more positive aspect that can be worked on and chipped away at. Um, So, you know, it's more of a mindset. Um, but then it just gave me the ability also to work through tough times, physical pain or mental pain, mm-hmm. right? Just get through it. Um, you know, keep pushing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it may be hard. Like maybe I don't want to get up in the morning and go work out. But if I work out even a little bit, even though I'm in pain or I'm tired or whatever, yeah. it's better than not doing anything. Where, um, you know, perseverance through those tough times is where, um, you know, you get that. I mean, because training for sports is not easy, man, especially yeah. like if you took a summer off and you just was partying and mm-hmm. having a good time carrying on and not keeping yourself in shape and trying to get that's tough. Yeah. And it's more mentally tough than it is physically tough because mm-hmm. the physical aspect will come. But you got to push through it to get through yeah. and attain that physical aspect. So I think the mental fortitude that I was able to develop uh, by playing sports um, is one of the main assets also that came out of it. I mean, it was just, it taught me a lot about just life. Yeah. You know, people depending on people, people figuring out who you can depend on and who you can't depend on. Mm-hmm. Persevering through the tough times. Yeah. It's just, uh, it just gave me a whole lot of life skills that I, I don't think most people are afforded, mm-hmm. unfortunately, mm-hmm. because I see people who are sports nuts. Mm-hmm. I don't I, like I said I watch sports here and there and I love college football but I don't really watch sports all that much as you would expect that I would watch sports but mm-hmm. I see people who never played sports and that's all they talk about right. is sports so they never had the opportunity right. to go through those battles yeah. and 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 join hands with your teammates and come out on the other side victorious or not victorious but still coming out on the other side yeah. you know and it, 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 it's very difficult to articulate because it's something you have to experience to know what I'm talking. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you, Drew? What are some things you took from that football life that you still carry with you that still impact you today? I tell you what, it's not just football um, because I feel like it's any team sport. There's, there's always this idea that 
each athlete, well, I feel that uh, a, a lot of athletes I've come across in competition or even teammates that they want to excel, they want a chance to excel. Mm-hmm. And if you if you are afforded those opportunities and you take them, you'll learn about yourself more than anything else. And I feel like knowing yourself becomes paramount to everything else. So even if it was, for instance, track in high school Mm -hmm. and it was an event that wasn't normally at my event, if the team needed it, I would do it Mm -hmm. and I'd give it a shot. You know, mm-hmm. and I'll I'll give it my best shot, and mm-hmm. I'll find out: am I able to do it or no? Mm-hmm. You know, right then and there, very very black and white. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was able to get a level of success in these other events and giving these other things a try, and 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 in football, it ended up you know manifesting itself that I, I never left the field. Mm. I started off as a receiver, and I was like, "All right, well, let me give let me get defense a try." Mm. Gave defense a try. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, well, let me get special teams a try. Yeah. You mm. know? Yeah. I was like, I loved it too. Yeah. So, I'm like, yeah, I think I'll just stay out and play. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and and it's like you said, I I just I felt like if if I was out there. And the ball came to me that things would probably go good. Mm-hmm. And if it didn't, then I got to support it the best way I could. You know what I mean? I, I stay on there and I help out. But ultimately, I've learned that the amount of exercise and the amount of mental preparation and how to quiet your mind when everything seems to be going like the craziest it could be, especially um, away games, away crowds. Mm-hmm. I love you guys. <laughs> You've modeled my life into something that I don't know would be the same if I didn't play sports. Um, the ability to look at like thousands of people hoping you do wrong <laughs> and get it wrong mm-hmm. and then doing well, mm-hmm. like, it it put my my own my brain my ego my preparation like all of those things that i was doing when no one was watching and now it's like being displayed displayed mm. and then like combed over mm-hmm. with a fine microscope mm. and being able to do it gave me a feeling that that i could do anything as long as i prepared yeah and you know and that includes all of the running, the the exercise, um, some of the cold immersion mm. that we used to do mm. after practices. The, these things got my mind to a state where I feel like I can almost take on, I could take on anything. I just need to know how much time I have to prepare for it. Mm. And that, and with, with those two variables, I can break it down and I could get it done. Mm. And I will never, I will never forget how much sports has made my approach to life 
that clear mm-hmm. about it's a it's literally about anything mm. that comes across and yeah. and life will throw these you know curveballs for instance i was living in the bronx uh, i was near homeless shot saved my life mm. and and then i find out i'm about to have a daughter mm. it's like so what am i gonna do mm-hmm. you know and pulled it together Mm-hmm. Pulled it together, got a plan mm. together, executed that plan, and and now I, I look back at it like it's just a stupid kid, you know. Mm-hmm. But all I had was the tools to prepare, mm-hmm. and then it was to execute, mm-hmm. and you know, pull it together and made it happen. And that's dope. and I, I'll never, I'll, I'll, and that's why I say I can never, I can't promote sports more than i have Mm -hmm. to anyone who's listening i love sports i love what it's done for me mentally physical finding about yourself finding about your levels whether you you um whether you come up against your limits and how far past them you'll push or if you'll cave Mm -hmm. you'll you'll find that out about sports and or you'll find that out through sports, and I wholeheartedly suggest it. And maybe you know, maybe it's not just physical sports. Maybe it's you know debate team. Maybe it's chess club. Because I'm sure they have the same. You can develop the same aspects mm-hmm. from them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what I take from it, I'll have for the rest of my life, and mm. I'll and I I absolutely love it mm. for that reason. Mm. And I'll push my kids towards sports, mm-hmm. not necessarily or a competition, maybe mm-hmm. a better word for it. It might not have to be that type of sport. It could be a mental sport, mm-hmm. but I'll push them towards those because I want them to learn the same things about themselves mm-hmm. the same way I learned mm-hmm. about it. I can't, I, I'll tell them about it, but you know, I don't think they'll, they'll, I don't think anyone will understand something as, well as somebody as you going through it versus somebody telling you about Mm -hmm. it yeah yeah powerful well yeah yeah with that said you know what what do you think about the role that sports plays in our society uh for instance you know athletes and their contracts and um I'll speak on that immediately. Yeah, yeah. I have, I have a big problem with it. Right. I have a big problem with how much um, sports contracts are, how much sports figures are idolized. I mean, I get it. They're, they they can do things that, you know, you look at them and it's just like, wow, might be the first thing you say. Like, And, and it happened to me. Mm-hmm. It, it it's actually what got me into football. It was the first football game I've ever watched in my life. Mm-hmm. And it was by total accident because my father thought football was soccer mm-hmm. coming from Jamaica. Right. He put a he put a football game on what he thought was gonna be a match and it ended up being the Iron Bowl with freaking Bo Alabama, Jackson. Auburn. Bo Jackson mm-hmm. running. And I saw this guy playing freaking football and mm-hmm. I was like, this is what I'm going to do. That's what you want to do. Immediately. Immediately. Because yeah. it was amazing to watch. Like, yeah. the things he was doing, it was amazing to watch. Yeah. And what I've learned throughout the years or or what I've, the knowledge about sports that I've gained through the years 
is professional sports does not care about you. Mm. <laughs> they could be as clear as that. It's the it's it's Kanye on MTV telling you about <laughs> George Bush not caring about you. Yeah. Professional sports does not care about you. Right. Right? And that includes my Yankees that I like. Mm-hmm. You know, they said they were gonna do a bunch of revitalization programs around the stadium after they moved. And to this day, maybe a quarter of them that was proposed happened. Mm-hmm. Like they don't care. Mm-hmm. The whole deal was to get cheap land, get a big stadium, modern stadium, and make a lot of money. Yeah. And if you get what we said we were supposed to do, yeah, you, you know, got lucky. Kudos for you. Yeah. But mm-hmm. so that's been one of the biggest bullets I've had to swallow lately is that all of this love and fervor about professional sports, all of them, I've had to dial it down and dial it back significantly. And that's why you don't watch sports as much as you used that's to? That's why I, yeah. Mm. Mm. Really? Because they don't care. If, if I... If I go to a Yankee Stadium game and I pay $20 for my bleacher seats versus me paying $100 for a, you know, a loge seat or a seat behind um, home plate, they don't care. Nope. Mm-hmm. They just care that I pay it. That you pay that money. They don't care yeah. if I'm there. Yeah. They might yeah. say, oh, yeah, we care with viewership. And yeah. mm-hmm. But you're just, you're just part of the aggregate. It means nothing to no. them. Yeah. It means literally nothing to them. Yeah. I say I piggyback off of that. Um, to me, modern day sports is just gladiatorship mm-hmm. with people who get paid. Mm. Like it's just a shift in the mindset of owning people who you pit against one another to fight each other for your entertainment one mm-hmm. and for your financial benefit too. Mm-hmm. And so I think that um, it really isn't a ideological norm or benefit or or I don't think it's anything necessarily good um, that we're watching pitting one person or one team against another mm-hmm. for the sake of enjoyment and entertainment mm-hmm. and then profit. Yeah, because that's the main motivator. Think about all the industries that not only make money, but even exist simply because of sports. Right. Right. You wouldn't have the athletic shoe. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't have the athletic drink, the Gatorades, the Powerades Mm -hmm. or whatever. You wouldn't have, um, you know, a athlete's feet. <laughs> you wouldn't have tough acting tonight. Tough acting tonight. You wouldn't have. <laughs> These are just a wide swath of industries that wouldn't exist because of it. Yeah. And so it feels Copper like. Fit. What's that? Copper fit. Oh, please don't even get me started about that. <laughs> um, but it, they wouldn't even exist. So it feels like that sports. I mean, you wouldn't have sports casting. You have yeah. all of these people. Who are, That's what I went to school for. You know, reporting and sports casting. I want to be sport. I wanted to be uh, Stuart Scott. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to be on a Sports Center. Yeah, rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. Shout out, shout R. out P. to yeah, yeah, Stuart Scott. Changed the whole game. Yeah, absolutely. Changed the whole. Now everybody does what he does, and, and still can't do it. It can't do it like him. But yeah. everybody tries. Yeah, he to brought be a funny flavor like to it that, and it's not even just funny. Yeah, he just brought a, a swagger. That's it. 
that nobody really can can emulate. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and yep. Uh, and and he definitely revolutionized the the entire industry. But yeah. it wouldn't exist without sports. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, and and it, it it's kind of turned on its head because the way some of the uh, reporters and sportscasters make it seem as if the the athletes are there to serve them. Right. right. You know, and, and that's not what it what it should be about. So um that's what Jordan was talking about on the last dance, right? When Krauss is like <laughs> organizations win championships. Yeah. Jordan's like, come on man. No, the players win championships. <laughs> right. I mean, what are you talking about? Yeah. Right? Like the organization would be nothing without the players. Without the players. And there's so I think there's a significant lack of value that's given or levied towards the players. Mm-hmm. I mean, you definitely have a lot of millionaire and multimillionaire players, but you have billionaire owners, owners. and front mm-hmm. office people, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, these players are not getting a a, a a fair percentage, I don't think, of of what it is they, they deserve because without the them there wouldn't be the game and and people can go play and watch a pickup game and still enjoy themselves and these people are not getting paid you know mm-hmm, what i'm saying mm-hmm. so so to me it's all about the players and so the industries that have built been built on top of it who've tried to flip it and say now these players serve us um to me that's something that uh that should go away honestly yeah. um and and you know there's too much there's a lot supported but you know people need to uh understand that the players are that real assets mm-hmm. and should be given their due so right. now now when we look at the um i guess uh, uh the amount that they're paid and you made a great point rashad in the sense that even in the large scheme of things the players the athletes are still at the bottom of the economic scale mm-hmm. right because the owners the, all that are up. but should athletes and all those involved in sports, should they make the the type of money that they make? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. For me, 100% without a doubt. Mm-hmm. If people are going to give their money away for, you know, to support the sport, however it is, whether it's through actually going through the sporting event or buying merchandise, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, then whatever percentage that the players can get, they absolutely get deserve it. it. Mm-hmm. To me, it's, it's definitely... Uh, a thing that is about capitalism. This is, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, we talk about meritocracy. I think meritocracy it goes hand in hand with capitalism. Mm-hmm. And if sporting is the ultimate uh, expression of meritocracy, then I think it should be the ultimate expression of capitalism. And mm-hmm. if the money is directed that way, then these players who are the underpinning of the entire sports world should get paid exactly mm-hmm. what they're getting paid. And like I said, probably even more because they are the ones that people are play- coming to see mm-hmm. and, and buying the merchandise for. Yeah, and I know in a lot of the collective bargaining, right, I don't know if there's – I think the NBA is one. I don't think the NFL is there, and I don't know about the MLB, but the players usually don't make – they don't even make 50% of all the – the, the, the revenue yeah the revenue there mm-hmm. you go they don't make all oh, i think the nba is the closest and i don't think it's 50 50 i think it's like 51 49 mm-hmm. type of deal mm-hmm. um but uh okay i just wanted to get the thoughts about that what about you drew do you feel like the the uh athletes should get the they should get the amount of money that they're getting and not just athletes but i guess all those involved in this whole sports field the way we prioritize sports as far as economically I feel the athletes do. I also like the uh, idea of exposing athletes to what they're going to do after their athletic years are done. I th- I think providing someone with a uh, a career for a future beyond athletics has become paramount to just because they're they're athletes now. 
They 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 know how to be athletic. They know how to play their game. Um, they know how to perfect their game. Um, but I don't think they're as prepared as for when those days are over. I don't think it's the responsibility of the organization to provide those opportunities. Mm-hmm. I think you as a player, when you put yourself in a position to become a professional uh, athlete and you're making some serious money doing it, it's your responsibility to put some of that away and understand that you're not going to be playing this game for the rest of your life. And, uh, you know, I got to do something for my future, for my kids, for mm-hmm. my family, whatever it is. That being said, I think it behooves the organization to do that because it becomes a PR thing, mm-hmm. right? If they have quote unquote life coaches or financial advisors or what have you, uh, and classes that are mandatory for these people to go through and understand the monetary aspects of these things and how it can quickly come to an end Mm -hmm. given the numerous examples that we had throughout history of people who were financially quite stable and you know ran themselves into the ground Mm -hmm. that that it would um, be a a smart PR move for these organizations to uh, afford uh, professionals to kind of guide these young kids basically coming out of basically high school and college, especially in a basketball arena, mm-hmm. um, to wisely uh, invest and use their resources to uh, elongate their abilities to take care of themselves and their family. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I, I don't think it's their responsibility. I think, you know, community-wise, we can say, all right, maybe we should try to offer services to these guys because they're going to be leaders. Mm -hmm. Right. You have money, you have power. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. So they're going to be some sort of leader that somebody looks up to. So after their career is done, what are they going to do? You know, uh, maybe they can go into something that benefits the community, but they don't have an understanding of the path that they need to travel to get there. Maybe they're, you know, we uh, as a community can organize and say, all right, let's you you you're your financial consultant. Um, let's have a, a community that says, uh, these people are the, the professionals that you can go to, to get advice about how to do these things. If you're not, you know, well-versed in these things and keep them going, um, uh, uh, you know, later on in life after the sports life is finished. But mm-hmm. I don't think it's, it's necessarily their responsibility, the organization that is, but it would be a good PR move for them to be able to do that. And I think they do have some of those facilities yeah. uh, where they, you know, help people uh, navigate the uh, the the, uh, the obstacles in life mm-hmm. uh, that they may uh, encounter. Now, being that we're in the midst of this virus and sports has basically been canceled since we've been on lockdown, they're talking about reopening it. Yeah. Can you imagine? What are your thoughts about sports resuming without fans? Because you know, fans is what's the point? Yeah. I just uh, don't see the point. Right. Like, if I'm putting myself out there, right, right, right. Yeah, you're making all this money, but the fans make the game. Right. I mean, when you hit that shot at the last second, or when you bust right. that run, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That 30 yard run for that touch. You know what I'm saying? Like, the fans really make the game. I don't see the yeah. point. Like being at home. Even the crowd noise right. when I'm watching the, the game on TV it is an integral part of the yeah. game. Yeah. I don't see the point in starting sports from that perspective. Yeah. Um, I just don't and I, but it makes sense because mm-hmm. you know, we don't we still don't know. I mean, we're getting better at understanding what the virus is doing uh to right. us. Right. But we still don't know how it's going. And if we just open up the floodgates, 
the the common understanding is that it's going to be a resurgence of the virus mm-hmm. and people are you know the numbers are going to start going up again so are yeah. we willing to take that risk simply because we're uncomfortable mm-hmm. for a little while longer let's understand it better i don't know um but people want to get back to normal i just don't think that opening up these uh these seasons uh without fans makes a lot of sense yeah that said maybe you try it yeah. And see how it goes, because this may not be the last virus that we encounter or situation where we have to kind of separate uh, from one another. So how do we um, figure out how we go forward for future situations that may uh, yeah. come upon us? I think it's the economics. I think it's the economic situation that's driving a lot of these decisions anyway. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, sports, are, a lot of leagues are losing their money. They're losing their the revenue they would have gotten. No. Uh, and they're trying to the figure industries out, that I was talking yeah. about that was built on top of these sports yeah. are losing. All yes. Money. And they're just trying to figure out, like, have you watched Sports Center in the midst of yeah, all this? Yeah. Like <laughs> Sports Center is I used to look forward to watching it every night. And now it's like, OK, what story are we going to make up? I got right to say, though, I, I've been watching a lot of the old fights like they had the thrill of oh, yeah, vanilla yeah. on. And I enjoy instead of having. To, well, that's the network, right? ESPN. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. Sports Center where they're supposed to give you a recap yeah, of the board, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like three minutes. It's like, what are we pulling out the box today, like, y'all? Tiger Woods went to the coffee shop. They they basically tell you what <laughs> happened show. on this day certain years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah this yeah, day yeah, in yeah, sports. Yeah, yeah. That's basically yeah. yeah, what it's yeah. been. Yeah. Uh, but what, what I think is happening is a lot of these uh, uh, leagues and organizations that exist as a result of sports, they're losing money. Yeah. And they're trying to figure out how they can recoup some of that money. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, like I know what, looking at the NBA, like to lose – all that TV revenue that they would have got oh, for yeah. the playoffs, 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 and for the yeah, and for the tickets, yeah. like they're losing all the that. Merch. Yeah, oh man, they're yeah. losing all of that, yeah. and uh, and I'm sure other sports are. That's what uh, I'm sure that's what the MLB is but concerned we about. Prioritize what's yeah. important. Well, yeah, that bro, that's the go. question. That, that that brings me to something we posted, mm-hmm. and it was by uh, Mario Balotelli, mm-hmm. an, an Italian footballer. Mm. And he says, soccer or football? Soccer. Soccer. Call like, that world. football. Yeah, yeah. Footballer. Okay. I challenge you all, African footballers, to put money together with me to yeah, leave the I'll racist Europe and build stadiums in Africa, in Africa. and develop our no. youth. We have money. We can build at least five world class stadiums in each country and sign a petition that no players will be exported to Europe ever again. Mm. Here in Africa, they will play under love of their sisters and brothers with no one singing racist chants Mm. on the stands against them. Mm. We are more talented. Mm. We can make our Champions League quality and our league's quality. We have great talent that is never appreciated abroad. Mm. How you guys feel about that? That's powerful. I think it's very powerful. I, I, I wish and I hope, I know he came out by himself, I think it, the only thing that would have made it more powerful is if, if he had a collective, if he had like two or three, maybe four more f- your brothers that was like, yo, I'm with you and I'm committing to him. Let's pull some other folks in. But I, what he's saying is historically accurate. Mm. You, you know. Well, wouldn't you, couldn't it be argued that what he's saying is accurate in sports? Across Generally. the board, basically. yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's historically accurate across the board. We he's speaking to 
um, racist, you know, these European countries where these folks of African descent play in these European teams and they hear it from the crowd, right? They hear racist chants thrown at Yes, them. from the crowd. Yeah. Um, but that happens, I'm not saying but, that happens in soccer. It's really prevalent in soccer, but it happens every Like when you look at the um, Olympics and you see how many people of African descent <laughs> are playing for these European Olympic teams, yeah. like it's clear that there's a divestment in the African a- athlete mm-hmm. in order so that there's an investment, investment in the in, European athletic culture. Y'all ready for this one? Walter Rodney mm-hmm. wrote a book, I think in the 70s, called How Europe Underdeveloped Africa. And in that book, he makes the correlation that Europe was only able to flourish like she does because of what she was able to steal and remove from from Africa. African resources. That's 1972. 1972. Not only in resources, but he's talking about in people Mm. as well. Well, that's Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. That is a resource. But I'm saying, you know, that is the story of the African continent. And when you look at the rise of Africa and, I'm sorry, the, 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 uh, what's the opposite of rise? Lord have mercy. The fall, the <laughs> decline mm. of Africa, and you look at it in relationship to the rise of Europe. Europe is only able to flourish because of uh things that were put in place to you know divest in you know from Africa, and 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 that's terrible. But that's whether it be the athlete, like like what bothers me is that. Giannis, <laughs> yeah, we got you. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Campo, yes, there you go. It's called the Greek freak, and that man ain't Greek. Mm. Like that always bothered me, but mm. you know me, it's gonna bother me. But mm. I know I, I don't have that discussion with everybody. It bothered me when I look at Paris, France's international basketball team. Yeah. Tony Parker was yeah. on there. Yeah. Like these are people who were clearly people of African descent, and when you look at it, it's like, yo, do you see what story is being told no. in the midst of all this? No. When I was in Stony Brook, we had a guy who played—I don't even know—he played for a college basketball team somewhere, but he was a pro. Like he he played pro in France, and he was trying out for the France uh, international basketball team, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, yo, but he's straight African, mm-hmm. you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it just tells a large story that. What that brother is calling for is serious, and I'm gonna tell you the only the only thing that I'm worried about, and I hope he's not worried about it, and I'm not worried per se. But what I'm saying is, wait, do you mean Walter Rodney? No, no, I'm sorry, the the gentleman, the soccer player, you, the footballer, oh, Mario, Mario Balotelli. Yes, he even has an Italian name. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was like, yeah, by Italian. Yeah, yeah. Weldon. Damn, but you know, yeah, you edit that out, right? <laughs> but you know, that's Irish, right? But my yeah. thing is, the only thing that makes me nervous is when you talk about taking away from people's money. Yeah, that's what shut it down. That's quick. what drives them to act crazy. Yep. Shut it, shut it down one way or another. Whether yep. it be make him look crazy, right. 
banish him from the league. Right, right. You know, something might happen. Yeah, you know, yeah. and when you that's the that's the thing. Well, with these money are the talk. people who only these are the only people who have the opportunity to make these exoduses and and speak out because they have more freedom because mm-hmm. of the money that they've made over their their career. Exactly. Yeah. So we can hope that, like you said, if there is a coalition of yeah. people. Uh, that can stand side by side with him to forward this agenda, then yeah. that may be enough to overcome any forces that you know are against yeah. what he, what they're trying yeah. to do. That's what I hope. Yeah. I think the only thing that makes me nervous is that he's the only one saying right now, it right yeah. now. Yeah. I mean, or he's the first one. What would the NBA look like? What I, would the team, go what to would the, the competition go, look go like? Go to the 60s, go to the 40s and the 50s when it was the NBA and the ABA. Yeah. The ABA had the three-pointer. The ABA was letting people play like street ball, like Dr. J. No. The NBA was on some bounce pass, no. chest pass, no. and the NBA- No dunk, sh- no left, dunk shots. No, yeah, no dunk shots. Yeah. Band shoes. The no. crazy thing is viewership, uh, the NBA was seen as the more legitimate league. Right. It's almost like Negro League's MLB. Right. NBA was seen as the more legitimate league, but NBA was like, "Yo, let's 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 combine these leagues. They'll merge them and um, allow for some of the you know some of that flashiness of the ABA to come in." Mm. But yeah, if you remove black, if you move the black athlete and make the black athlete say, "Hey, don't represent the country you live in. Represent the country of your ancestry." No. Well, you know, I think it goes back to what I said earlier. It's mm-hmm. it's it's this gladiator aspect, mm-hmm. right? You have those on top who are organizing it, yeah. and those who are participating it, yeah. who are owned basically. Yeah. Um, and and well, so, basically, well, then I have a question. Uh-huh. What if Mario was successful? Yeah. And then it was black athlete owned stadiums and leagues Mm -hmm. would that would that still meet that sort of um system of a glad of a gladiatorship or no in all honesty probably yeah Yeah. he would i don't yeah i don't know if he would shift the way the game is played and the I, i guess some of the ideology or philosophy behind the game what i think would happen though is if it was more like if he was and people like him became the owners of these leagues as well, mm. there would be some things that I think would innately change over time. For instance, because he was a player, some of the things that maybe he felt neglected, might have been neglected, he might pay more attention to to ensure other athletes don't undergo that. Right. Instead of like, uh, if you look at these major leagues, the owners now really don't have any relationship with sports. They just have a lot of money right. where they can buy teams right. and they can... Uh, so I think there would be some changes over time, but I think as far as you know the competition and the rules, and he may not make. Yeah, I don't think those things those things wouldn't change, yeah. but there might be some innate things that change as far as quality of you know maybe the quality of life questions that we're talking about. Right, because they have more connection yeah, to, to the, the sport, game. yeah, and so they look at it more empathetically mm-hmm. than somebody who's so removed and just bought a team. Yeah. Does. It's more of a business-like transactional type relationship yeah. that those people have with the game, right. whereas this is somebody who was brought up in the spirit of the game, yeah. and so they can see from the inside out 
and they can make those changes. So I think it would flip a little bit. I mean, obviously, you still have competition, mm-hmm. one team against another, which is what most sports are, right? Um, and so you're still going to have that. And in that aspect, you're still going to have the gladiator part of it. But um, I think that's the entertainment that we're yeah. looking for. It'll just be uh, less transactional. And I'm interested in, like, for instance, this, the NBA is talking about reopening and using, like, two different spaces. I think Disneyland was one place and some place in Nevada. But having all the teams just be in these two places and play. I'm interested at in knowing what that camaraderie would be. What, what would come out of that? Mm. If you have, for instance, all the players in the league are staying in this one facility. facility yeah. And what kind of bonds would you have? Yeah. How would that impact? I guess competition, the power structure, the power structure. But mm-hmm. I, I'm also wondering the competition because right now it's almost like, yo, you can't be my friend once we on the yeah, court. You're siloed. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but what would that do if like, yo, we, we was are, hanging out every day. We hang. We're only. It's only us here. Yeah. No fans. Yeah. It's only us here. We we basically our own. You know, we hanging out. We built. I never hung out with you before. Now we building a relate. I I I'm, I'd be interested to see how that. Oh wait, works isn't out. Disneyland open? Didn't yeah, I think, it? It is. I think maybe, it is. Maybe it's Disney World. I don't know if I had the right one. Oh. Are they both open? I think they're both open. Oh, I don't know. But I know the NBA is in talks of just using two facilities. One, maybe like the one would be for all the West Coast teams mm-hmm. in Nevada, and one would be all the West East Coast teams. That's crazy. And then you would have a playoff in the Central. I mean, you would do the play East Coast playoffs like that, and then the finals would be in one That's of those crazy. places. Yeah. That's what they're talking about doing <laughs> to get the, to get the league started. Uh, and I think the guy from the Bucks, the general manager, says he can see the league starting in like six weeks. That's crazy. I Sometime just in July. I just, I mean, the echo of the ball hitting the the court. When would you watch it, it though? I don't think so. I think I would watch it for because yeah. I'm I'm thinking it's playoffs, and you're gonna they're still gonna have announcers. You won't have the fans, but people. I I, I bet you anything. You NBA like laugh track. Applauses. They better not. If they do that, <laughs> I will turn it off. I will turn it off if they do that. But what I think is, but I watch think, it on mute. I think they're gonna have. I think they're gonna have a heck of a, 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 a t- television revenue because the in the, the NCAA was about before Rudy Gobert tested positive for yeah, COVID nineteen. The their first going. step was we just gonna have this tournament without the fans. Right. They were ready to do it, right. and then when Gobert. Was tested. They just xed everything. When they, yeah. when the NBA canceled their season, they said, "Well, it don't make no sense. We got to go." Yeah. I do think that if you have no fan, it's gonna be weird. But you know what? It you know what I'm gonna compare it to when I go to the park <laughs> and <laughs> I see I'm waiting for next. I get that, but I'm watching people play. And I'm like, yo, good shot, son. Yeah. Yo, oh, he killed him. I'm looking at it from like the football stadium that typically holds what but thirty, football, forty thousand yeah. people. Yeah. And yeah. it's empty. Yeah, I get that. Uh, I don't know how it would look for a football stadium. I mean, and that's yeah. that's NFL. College is even worse because they house way more than the yeah. NFL stadiums yeah. do. And no tailgate. I mean, it's just. Yeah, I hear you. It's not good. I mean, imagine, a lot of the culture imagine, is gone. Yeah, imagine having Chris Fowler and all the other reporters at the college, but nobody in the background with the signs going. None of the college students going crazy right, in the background right. with the signs and the heads and the. You know Would what I'm they saying? Be there though. Are the announcers gonna? Be the announcers gonna be there, but you can't. They won't have any density. They won't have no fans there, no crowd in the back, because you can't. Right now, people are not supposed to be standing next to each yeah. other. Especially yelling and shouting like that. No. 
They ain't gonna do it with masks on. Then we're not even gonna ask you to do that. Did anybody see the UFC one with no crowd? I haven't seen it, but I know no. the UFC had had a couple events with no crowd. Did they? Yeah, they had a couple, and I just don't know how it went over. Mm. So uh, I haven't watched. I'm not a big UFC guy, but I'll be interested to know how it went over rating wise. And it was a couple big. Like one was a, a champ, a championship fight, I believe. No. But there was no crowd involved. No. I just wondered how that went <laughs> off. Yeah, no. Crowd. I mean, for the purists who understand whatever sport that they're watching, I think they could still enjoy it. Right, right. But for people who it's basically a get together, right? Yeah. Go to the bar, watch the sport, have people over their house to watch the playoffs. It's not the same. You got to have the crowd. It the crowd is a is a is an important part of any game that you're playing. I mean, Wait, even you're in talking golf. About playoffs. <laughs> I might, be talking about pl- but I might be talking about practice. Practice. <laughs> Not the game. Yeah. Practice. Yeah, it's, it, well, it, either way, mm-hmm. um, if we don't go back to sports until we can get back together or if we do early and there are no spectators, mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see. Got to be interesting to see. Yeah. And then last thing I want to say about this, yo. Y'all were heck. I'm trying not to curse, right? Y'all were heck of football players, like real good. Uh, and I remember this because, Rashad, you also played basketball with me as well, yeah. junior year. And I remember they were retiring a player's number. Mm. <laughs> junior year mm. of. You had to bring that up. Yo, but no. Politics. Let me, let me, right. let me tell You're you, absolutely though. Absolutely right. They were Politics. retiring a person's number. I guess at the, he was running back, right? He at was. the time, he broke some records. They were like, yo, this is the best running back. Yo, I never forget, Rashad. You looked at me, yo. You said. Yo, next year I'm breaking them records. Mm. And, you know, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm like, yeah, son. But, yeah. you know, I'm also yeah, like, yeah, yeah but I'm, <laughs> I hope you do. But in my head, I'm like, because you like, you only really had one season to work with. Yeah. Well, all right. So I played. But on, before you go into that, yeah. and I want you to explain, let me just say, yo, the next year my man <laughs> shot <laughs> broke them <laughs> records, yo. His number is retired, son. When he broke the record, like you got the county, like what the what you got the like offensive player of the year, right for the county. I got the offensive player of the year for the county. I think I still have the single season rushing record. You killed it, son! Yeah. Like every game, we were like, "Yo, how many touchdowns is Shaw getting?" Yeah. Well, I mean, it, you know, it was a team effort. I did oh hell, some, hell, some, come on! Man. <laughs> <laughs> I got to show a yeah, little. I, I get it, but you yo, I'm saying. When that dude, this was a year before. <laughs> this is our junior year basketball season. Yeah. They retired his number at yeah, a basketball at game. game. Yep. And you looked at me yeah. and you said, I don't care. Next year, I'm breaking those records. Yeah. And I was like, all right. Like, in my head, I'm like, that's going to be a hell of a thing to do in one year. Yeah. But, yo, you that's, broke them records, You know, B. it's not even worth getting into. I think mm-hmm. the point of it is. Yeah, I don't know why you said it. All yeah. I know is you said it. And you did it. But that's the point. Yeah. Right. Is mm-hmm. that you can use that as your motivating factor. Mm-hmm. All the things that go against you mm-hmm. uh, trying to accomplish your goals, mm-hmm. especially as a black man. I'm mm-hmm. going to go ahead and say it. I think it's worth getting into because because I don't know his running back. Yeah, I don't know. All was it. a was a white running back. Yeah. And he was afforded these ceremonies and stopping games and recognition. Mm. And the next year. You know, shot breaks all of those. Man, we're not, I'm never, we're not talking about tipping a toe past yeah. the line. We're talking about like broke. Killed him, right? <laughs> broken, you know? <sighs> and where's the, where's the equal? And or, I think, you know, 
that percentage above recognition yeah. is just not there. And that year, didn't they decide not to retire numbers, but we will honor numbers or That's something exactly like that? That's exactly what happened, yes. They didn't retire numbers, yep. but they had like, we'll honor numbers. Yes, yes. That so was our senior year, right? That was our senior year. That was. Yep. Yep. BS. But yo, <laughs> that's yo, that's, that's the political the side. But all I'm saying is, I never, I remembered I wanted, I'm glad I said that because I, what that means I is, wanted to say that. You maybe donated a couple more thousand dollars as a booster or something. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. very possible. They would have retired. You, you, might, you might have a whole street right now. <laughs> yo, you <laughs> killed. You might have a wing on the building. Hey, yeah? hey, yeah. hey. You, you killed that record. The shot trophy case. Yeah. Every week they were like, yo, this guy, it was like, how many yards he runs for? How many t-? Like every week. I remember watching on the local news. He was just killing them records. I was like, damn. But it goes to what you speak about because mm-hmm. the slight that nobody sees, yeah, the mm-hmm. records were broken. Mm-hmm. But the slight that nobody sees were the two years because I played That's what I'm as saying. a sophomore and I also played as a junior had, that yeah. the opportunity wasn't even given. Right. Right. So what it goes, it reflects back on what you were talking about mm-hmm. is that you know. And everybody knows that the talent is there, but the opportunity is not given. Yeah. So once you're given that opportunity, you got to grab that bottle of balls and go do what you got to do. Man, you yeah. did it too, man. Yeah. Y'all both did it. Y'all both went D1. Like, I feel like, yo, I don't know. I, and I, But we had a lot of folks on the football team that went to play, right? Yeah, they went to play. Not necessarily not D1, D1 but, but they played some college ball. Yeah. 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 We had a good team. I'm not yeah. going to, you know, no, we no, got to give credit where credit is due. Yeah. We had some linemen who was some big boys and was some ten- tenacious dudes yeah you know and and we we gelled as a team because a lot of us played on the varsity team as youngsters as sophomores yeah so we all came up together so right. we gelled um by the time i was seniors, by the time we were seniors. Yeah. so so credit where credit is due but yeah, yeah you know persevere through those yeah those those situations that try to hold you down you can do what you got to do yeah man well, yeah, hold on. Go, yeah, you say, so do sports, but don't idolize these professional organizations because then you know they might have like, what play sixty here and there, mm-hmm. might throw a couple bones to your your neighborhood. But yeah. hold hold them accountable then, if that's the case. Mm. Hold them accountable. Make sure that that money is gonna actually do something for kids in your neighborhood mm. or do something for your neighborhood. And it's not just lip service for TV spots mm. to uh, to uh, help their conscience, especially about things that they have not delivered on. Mm. So get out there, do your sports, learn about yourself, persevere, fight, love each other, yeah. <laughs> break all records, all break all records, <laughs> all, that. all that good stuff. Well, if y'all uh, uh, want to email us, hit us up, let us know what you thought about this episode. Any questions you have, y'all can reach out to us at what's the email? Three Kings at Three Kings Talk.com. There you go. Three Kings at Three Kings Talk.com. You can get us uh on Instagram. You can find us Three Kings Talk. Man, we out there. And and send don't don't just send us an email. Send us like a, a voicemail. Send us something where we can hear your voice. Ask the question, make your comment so that uh we can, you know, play it on one of the future shows. Yeah, let us know how you feel about sports, what role sports has played in your life. If you feel that, you know, that I'm completely wrong or Shad's completely wrong or even Never. You know, Weldon completely wrong about your approach to sports. Always. Have a completely <laughs> different view about sports right. in your life. You know, let us know. There you go. Peace, King. Peace, King. Love you, brothers. Peace, Back. King. Love you. Love you.